Taylor Decker's on my all 22 fantasy team, by the way. Stop. Stop it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Taylor's I don't care, and I'm in the league. I'm just trying to hype up the future of fantasy football here. They told me we could hype it up. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. That's one of the uh, cardinal my rules way. of broadcasting. Regardless of the medium, they don't care. So the strategic component to this game is through the roof. Your predictions, right? Your forecasting in fantasy football into how good is this player? This is gonna it's gonna change the industry. Yeah. yeah. I move to the old town with goes down. Look at me now. I wrote my goals down. Hello and welcome to the All 22 Podcast. My name is Chris Lombardi and I'm joined by Bobby Acker and Ray Cotto and we are the founders of All 22. Guys, welcome. Chris, you're like a little rusty with the intros, man. We took like six weeks off and like you lost, you know. Like the, the bravado, intro. right? Yeah, the bravado. I was going to say it, but I'll be honest, I don't know what bravado means. I just know <laughs> how to use it in a sentence. You know what I mean? Ray said it to me once. We were like, we were at, I think it was like a club or something. He was like, you got to pick, pick your chest up a little bit, Chris. He's like, you're sitting there. Like, I just wasn't vibing. He's like, pick your chest up. A club? <laughs> yeah, we were at a club. Ray doesn't say much, but what he says carries weight. Yeah, it's like, it's like a jerky. Yeah, I think you just got too comfortable, Chris. You just got too comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to get you back out of your comfort zone. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe, but like, uh, honest, let's let's gather ourselves real quick. Because on a on a on a real note, we just wanted to say something really quick about Demar Hamlin. Um, you know, it was a horrible thing that happened, and um, I think everybody was really devastated by it, including us. Uh, we're constantly thinking about him and his family. Uh, T Higgins as well, the the first responders that were there helping him out. Um, but we were really happy today to hear that there was improvements to be made. Something we're constantly tracking. Um, and it's also why, you know, you didn't hear from us for some time. So just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, but doctor, uh, I wanted to read something really quick just cause it kind of shows how amazing the human condition truly is. Right. So like Dr. Uh, Timothy Pritt said last night, DeMar Hamlin woke up, followed commands and asked who, uh, won the game via writing. Uh, Pritz added that he had not talked yet because he is still on a breathing tube. Um, Doc responded to his question of who won the game with, yes, you've won, you've won the game of life. So just like amazing stuff, right? Like shows like everybody out there that's dealing with something hard, like, you know, you're able to get through it. You know, it's, uh, humans are much stronger than you think you are. Um, so just, he's an amazing person, Damar Hamlin, and we're happy to hear that he's doing well. Yeah, man. It was really scary for sure. Um, with all, you know, with all due respect to the situation, I know a lot of people have been asking how we're going to manage things with the platform moving forward without that Bills-Bengals game having been played. And I I just kind of want to start by saying, like, you know, all the users of our game, everybody who follows us, you know, everybody's been super patient. Um, And I think that's something that really didn't go unnoticed among the three of us. Super appreciative of that. Obviously, it was something that was pretty – Difficult for us to, to figure out how to move forward in a, in a fair way that was fair to everybody. This is certainly a situation where there's no perfect solution. There's no one solution that everybody's going to agree with. Um, but what we decided to do was, as of 8 a.m. today, we finalized all the championship rounds as if the Bills, Bengals, the Bills and Bengals 
had a bye week this week. So any Bills and Bengals players that you had at the top of your depth chart have been subbed out for the, the next man up. Having said that, once those players were subbed in, everything in the league, in your leagues, were finalized. The digital trophies that you see in the header of the website, the digital trophy case that you see on the league homepage, all that stuff has been finalized. However, we do have some alternative solutions that we'd like to discuss here today. If your league chooses to go with one of those solutions, we can make some edits on the back end of the site so that way we can reflect the, the, the new winners or however you guys wanna, wanna play this out. The one thing we can't do is change the score of the, of the final matchup. We can change the winners and how that's reflected in the site, but we cannot change the score. So with that, Ray, if you want to start with one of like the first solutions that we thought of. Yeah, so the, the first option, and it's looking pretty unlikely as we uh, sit here as of this recording on Thursday night, um, as it relates to possible rescheduling of the game between the Bills and Bengals. Um, but in the event that the game is rescheduled, right, uh, all players on the platform will continue to show a grade of zero uh, for week 17. Um, however, if the game is played, um, we will deliver a report of all game grades for uh, each commissioner to manually uh, recalculate the week 17 matchups using uh, the scores for the Bills and Bengals players um, and uh, basically recalculate the score of that game and see if that uh, alters the result. And then we will make the change accordingly once that um, game score is now provided back to us. Um, so that is, that's the first one again, um, as it relates to a possible rescheduling of the game as we sit here on Thursday night, we know things are moving pretty quickly here. And so by the time uh, you're listening to this podcast, uh, things can change and, or maybe the game actually is rescheduled and this uh, option may be viable. Um, but Chris, I know you have another option there to discuss uh, for users as well. Yeah. So um, seems it does seem likely that both teams will be playing their week 18 game. I saw today that the Bills got together for like a walkthrough practice today. Um, so it seems like they are going to try to play this weekend, which is which is incredible. So if those games do happen and week 18 does happen for the Bills and Bengals, you can use those week 18 grades. So again, using the spreadsheet, we can calculate out the grades of the players that do play. Um, and uh, yeah, we can we can again assign a new winner won't be reflected in the grade on the website, but we can just assign a new kind of championship banner on there. It looks like all Bills and Bengals players, like they're, they're playing their starters this week, right? Like they have something to play for. This isn't, you know, these aren't two teams who are in the situation where they can rest their starters. Correct. So yep. I, I think that solution works well, assuming that the other game, the Bills-Bengals game isn't played at any, at any point. Um, but, we, you know, if you didn't want to go that route, if if the game isn't played, you can also use 2022 season PFF grades. I think that's, you know, maybe not the best solution that we're talking about here, but it is something you can do. You can plug those in using that, that spreadsheet that Chris and Ray mentioned. If you haven't gotten that, you can email info at all22.com and we'll send you guys the spreadsheet that helps you calculate all of those scores. Um, just kind of one thing I want to call out was, you know, in this platform, we admit like, you know, you're, you're one of the platform. We don't have the customization and, 
and all of the commissioner tools that will allow you to make these changes from your end. So there is some some manual effort that's going to be uh, required if you want to if you want to make these changes. We do apologize for that, but that is something that that we're working on. So if there is some changes you'd like to see, all we ask is that you email us the changes, league name, new team winner by January 17th. Um, and again, email us at info at all22.com. Um, but most importantly, with, throughout this whole thing, um, you know, we're really glad to hear that DeMar Hamlin's going to be going to be okay. Definitely. And, you know, I think a lot of people didn't really get a chance to celebrate the great season that we all had together. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think with all, with all respect, uh, you know, I want to, I want to have an opportunity to, to do that for everyone. Right. Um, we understand that this is a long and arduous season in the NFL for, for managers. Uh, and, you know, we want to celebrate, first of all, just all of you making it here. Um, thank you everyone that participated right in the first year of all 22. Uh, we see how active many of you are on the site, which is so exciting for us, right? Like I think the three of us get so giddy when we check out our numbers and we see that, you know, 15,000 depth chart changes were, were done in a given week. Like it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's really cool. Um, we, we've, we feel like we've kind of joined this great fantasy community. Uh, and we're just really thankful that everybody accepted this new platform and just kind of this different way of thinking that, uh, that we've kind of introduced here. So, First, you know, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for making us feel at home. Absolutely. And then for those who are league winners, um, you know, special congrats to you, too. Uh, it's a super long season. Um, and, you know, going into this year, right, a lot of, of our content and material leading up to the season and throughout, uh, we're talking about so many different potential strategies for team building, drafting, uh, trading, start sit you name it, um, you know, this is something that's so new to everyone and so uh, immersive. And, uh, you know, to see uh, all the different strategies sort of take place and to see what works and, and uh, you know, your strategy become, you know, essentially more effective and, uh, you know, lead you to a championship is something, you know, really cool and neat to see. So for all of those who, uh, those of you who, you know, made it to the top, made it to the uh, pinnacle and actually won your league, uh, congrats, pat yourself on the back. Um, feel free to celebrate yourself and uh, get back to work because uh, next season pretty much starts right now. Guys, can we like not rush next season though? You know what I mean? Like we still have playoffs. There's still another week left of the, of the regular season. What, what are you saying? No, right. The, the Cowboys yeah, well, look like one of the best the, teams in the NFC right the, now. The, co the college, the college football national championship is in a few days. And then after yeah, that, it's it's officially draft season, and draft season is the best season. So like, yeah, it's it's fine. Let's we say right it. to it. I think part of the reason we look forward to things like you know the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the draft, all that stuff is because we're starving for what we get to see this weekend and the next few weekends. So I say enjoy it, relax. You know, there's there's really not many fantasy matchups going on this weekend, so just kind of savor it, man. And the, Giants are in, and the Giants are in the playoffs, guys. Come no, on. We're not talking about the Giants Gosh, anymore. Yeah, we're done. Good. You know, this is the first time I brought it up today. Worst five and one team in history. Today. Keyword, right? Podcast after podcast. You know, our, you made it. We were trying to be nice. We're trying to give you, like, you know, the Giants some airtime. You guys made it to the playoffs. Now you have your airtime. 
Oh, wow. You're sour because, like, you're Done. on the outside looking in right now. Relax. I think you're going to make it. R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> Look, I'm supporting both of you guys. I just admitted Ray's got one of the best teams in the NFC. I think you're going to make it, Chris. I've been pulling for you guys to make it, but. Not ever, anymore. Can't even Not anymore. bring it up. Yep. All I was going to say was, you know, if the national championship ends up being on your TV, you have a notebook next to you, you're jotting down some notes. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, right? Like, I think we should encourage that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, there's a lot to look forward to uh, with, with scouting, with the playoffs, like Bobby said, because I completely agree. It's the best time of year. Got to enjoy this. Um, but there's a lot to look forward to also with our platform. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that a bit later as well. Um, but let's talk about kind of reflecting a little bit about the, the podcast that Bobby, you and Ray did um, when I was out of town. So at the start, it was like right before the playoffs, right? You guys went through, uh, looked at which players you thought could be key difference makers down the stretch to get your team into the playoffs and then ultimately maybe might be able to help you win. I don't know if you went that far into it, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So, Bobby, you went first and you talked about Dak Prescott as your QB that you wanted to take to get you into the playoffs. You said uh, he was playing some advantageous games, right? And go ahead. Tell me what you were thinking. Yeah, I thought he had some pretty sweet matchups um, in the last three weeks of the All-22 regular season. Um, One note that I made, it was a toss-up between Brady, Tom Brady and, and Dak, right? I said that Dak would get you into the playoffs, but Brady would take you home. And if you look at their grades, that's almost exactly what happened. Uh, week 17, Tom Brady put up a 92.6. He looked like the Tom Brady that we all know and, and love. Every week before that, not so great. So I'm pretty glad I didn't, I didn't pick him. Um, Dak, on the other hand, I did say three of the, his next four matchups starting in week 12. Um, getting you into the playoffs looked pretty good. 76.9 against the Giants, 45.6 against the Colts. That's the one I told you guys to bench him for. 64.5 against the Texans, and then starts off the playoffs um, uh, putting up 74 against Jacksonville. So I'm going to take a victory lap on that pick. I don't think that's too bad from your quarterback. Yeah, I think you get a win for that one. I did say three out of four, so. It was honestly pretty spot on. And, and then, Ray, you had running back and you took Tony Pollard. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, so uh, I took Tony Pollard. At that point in time, he was actually uh, the fifth highest graded uh, running back, um, but he had some limited usage early on in the season. So he was outside or just inside the top 20 in all 22 uh, for running backs, but his usage had, had kept sort of increasing uh, to that point. And then, you know, right around that time, uh, Zeke had, had a bit of an injury he was dealing with. So uh, his usage was really ramping up. And uh, he had the Giants, uh, well, we just went over the schedule there with, with Dak, but Giants, Colts, Texans, and Jaguars. So right at the start, you know, th- that Week 12 matchup, he, he made me not look so good with, with just a 55.8 grade overall against the Giants there. But then he really picked it up uh, in, in the next few weeks there against the Colts, a, a 69.1, which is, which is you know, pretty respectable and, and above sort of that um, median grade that you want to see from your players there. I, you know, as a team overall, if you, if you grade in that 69 range, you're, you're, 
you're probably winning your your week there. Uh, and then the Texans, 74.8 uh, against Jacksonville in week 15. Then now sort of entering your playoffs in all 22 um, topped in 80 grade and then against Philadelphia, which is a pretty stout defense, a 72.8 as in week 16, as you move further along in your playoffs, they did hold them out in week 17 championship weekend against, uh, the Titans on Thursday night football. Uh, so we don't have anything to work off there. So, uh, start out slow was looking real iffy on that pick, uh, at the start in week 12, but then he really picked it up from there. Uh, and I think I'll get into a little bit later, uh, the, I just want to point out the Jacksonville Jaguars were kind of like silent killers over the last month, right? And if you think back to pre-Thanksgiving, right around that time frame, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, they're they're doing okay, but uh, we're not really sure those those guys are for real." And I think a lot of different, uh, uh, you know, we were sort of looking at a lot of different matchups there against the Jaguars as potentially favorable for their opponents, and not many of them turned out to be that way. So uh, to see Pollard have his best game actually against that unit is actually a bit more impressive than we would have given him credit for at the time we made these predictions. I think it's a win as well. I, I was going to give it like maybe like a, a B pick. I mean, it's it's pretty solid, but him missing – the last week and then also being pretty rough the first week, you know, give it, give it a B. It's a B um, plus. He, I didn't he, get to mess. Ray did call uh, that first week against the Giants at Cape Walk, just so you know. I, I don't so, think I did. I don't think I, I did. It was like a B minus. I'm pretty sure I did not say that about their run defense whatsoever. I was going to rip on Ray for another reason, because we didn't really get to talk about this. Bobby, I know we spoke and you did win a league. I won a league. Ray, we didn't get to ask you, did you end up winning anything? I, I actually won um, one of my leagues, yes, and it was back-to-back, so it was a repeat championship. I once again met um, – I'm not sure he's my arch nemesis. I think I'm more his arch nemesis, but our friend Derek Oakley over there, um, you know, Lions super fan and podcaster uh, in the semis there after knocking him off in the championship last last year. Um, so he's pretty upset with me, but, yes, I was able to win uh, back-to-back championships in the Staubach League. Well, I'm happy that his lines are doing well, but I'm hoping we the Packers beat the crap out of them this weekend. But I think that you, league is I think that league is really just Ray, Derek, and a bunch of bots. You know, <laughs> it's just that too. <laughs> you might be right, Bobby. At receiver, you picked Tyler Lockett. Uh, I, I see that he had some injury stuff going on, so I don't know if we got a win out of this one. But tell me how you think you did. That's definitely a win. Are you kidding me? It's a it's a five percent or above position. He put up a, a 70 grade against the Raiders, an 81.7 against the Rams, 76.1 against the Panthers. Those three weeks is what I was trying to predict. And those three weeks, he, I wouldn't say he killed it, but he did pretty damn good. That, that's These are the under-the-radar under guys. You're not expecting 90s from him. And then mm-hmm. after that, he broke his finger and put up a 58.3 <laughs> against the Niners. So he did so, the so job. To be fair just, to you. To be fair to you, you did predict the first three weeks, and he did well. But if you took him into the playoffs, you're probably kicking yourself. Yeah. Uh, so what do we give it, Ray? What do you think? He tried to give me a B minus for like week <laughs> 17 and, and and low week 12. I, you I, made I, it I personal. Think it's, yeah. Oh, personal, please. I think it's like a C plus B minus for me. You know. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So you got burned. You rode him to the playoffs. Now you're in the first round of the playoffs. You're like, all right, I got a hot streak receiver here. That's not what we're predicting. 58.3. Which one of you picked tight end? I, so I took I took Noah Fant there, and if you go back and listen, it was basically how Bobby always talks about his uh, his linebackers sort of being a total crapshoot, right? I kind of had the same approach to tight end saying that, like, look, 
there really aren't many good ones, right? There's like maybe four that you feel good about starting every single week. Okay, maybe five or six. And then the rest is kind of like you're just trying to you're just trying to find someone right to make do. And so I went with Noah Fant, calling him sort of a, a really good number two option if you had it, going up against the Raiders, Rams, and Panthers in weeks 12, 13, and 14. And so he kind of held serve against the Raiders uh, with a 61.7. And then he did really well uh, against the Rams with a 75.6 grade. And then uh, along with the entire Seahawks sort of team there, just really just came out flat against the Panthers at a 48.6. I think they lost that game by, by a touchdown, if I remember correctly. And it's just, just ugly. Um, it was one of those I didn't feel too good about, but it's like, kind of like how you have to take like a required course in college just to like actually get your degree and you just kind of like just grit your teeth and just, you know, see your way into, into, you know, passing the class and, and moving on with your life. That's kind of how I felt about this pick overall and just blah going in and kind of blah going out too. But at least he gave me a good uh, week 13 grade there against the Rams and held serve at the start of week 12. Bob, you have something to say, I can tell. No, I mean, we did kind of gloss over, like you didn't you didn't give a grade for the last one for uh for wide receiver, but it's fine. We can keep going. Um, Ray gave the Switzer- grade. I was giving you a chance to grade him. You're Switzerland. It's fine. <laughs> I said I said C plus B minus. I'd give I'd give uh, Tyler Lockett. I'd give him a B plus. A B. I mean, because you can't yeah. predict injury. You know what I mean? You can't predict injury. Yeah. I mean, um, but Noah Font. I mean, you did me for Pollard's injury week seventeen. What are you talking about? No, I said he didn't play and he did bad the first week. Noah Fant. Okay. Or Font. Noah Font. Fant. I think you were right. It's Fant. I think it's Fant. Yeah, it's really um, I could take I could take it personally, the grade you gave me for Tyler Lockett, but I but I won't. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna go D plus. I'll give you a plus there. Because you did get the seventy five. It's it's a really tough position to predict, much like linebacker. Um so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to feel for you. I'll give you the plus on the D. Okay, we're just going to move on to that phrasing. and go ahead to the back, yeah. Bobby. It <laughs> was a little weird. Charles Leno uh, was your pick, Bobby, and I, another one I don't know how to feel about. You tell me. I think, it's, I think it's weird because one of the three weeks leading into the playoffs that we had to predict was a bye week. So there was really only two games there to use. Um, 66.6 against Atlanta. Atlanta's got like the worst pass rush in the league. Um, so I think that's pretty sorry. I'll be honest with you, but it's still a green grade on BFF. So you feel good about that when you see it. Um, and then against the Giants, a 76.8. And like Kayvon's cooking, Ojolari's cooking. Like that's, that's, that's pretty good. A near 80 grade against that front. I don't, that's nothing to really sneeze at guys. So I don't know. You guys take it from there. Yeah. I mean, if you took him into the playoffs again, that's not what you were predicting, but like, if you took him into the playoffs, you're, you're kicking yourself. It's a very valuable position. You got a 41 in week 16 and a 51.3 17. So uh, if you made it there and you were still starting him, you were probably, uh, you might've ended up losing those, uh, one of those games. You're right. But you should not factor that into your grade right now. But you can factor in that you you selected him and recommended him to the to the followers. When they had a bye week, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think because of the bye week, I got to give you like a C 
like, and I'm only giving you the C because you got that 76.8 in there. Uh, but putting a bye week in there to recommend for somebody to play three games with is just, I don't, I don't know what you were thinking there, buddy. Uh, but let's move to guard. Ray, you picked Kevin Dotson. Uh, pretty uneven performances again. So defend yourself. Yeah. So this is another one that I was like kind of blah, but like a little excited about it. Like it's almost like, uh, you know, oh, this might be pretty cool. Let's uh, let, let's see what happens here. I'm going to go with Kevin Dotson and, you know, because the Steelers are kind of picking it up towards the end of the year and they're always sort of competitive throughout. And, um, you know, he, he averaged like in the 70s previous four games. And I'm looking at the Colts, the Falcons, who Bobby already touched on being really not that great. The Ravens, who were being a little, you know, playing a little worse than people gave them credit for at that time. And then the Panthers, uh, if you extend that out at another week. So, not a murderer's row by any stretch for someone who looked to be improving uh, for the month prior to these decisions. And then he just goes ahead and just lays out a clunker, 47.3 against the Colts, uh, against the Falcons at 68.7, which is, is fine. It's good, especially for guard, right? There aren't many high-performing guards out there in the league right now. There's just a lot of mediocrity throughout that entire position if you don't have a top guy. So a 68, you know, high 60s grade there is respectable. Um, but then, you know, just barely cracks 60, 60.1 against the, the Ravens. And then, you know, if you're in the playoffs round one against the Panthers, 48.5, I mean, I get it. I, I wasn't in love with that matchup, right? Uh, Derek Brown just, just causes havoc there in the middle. Um, but you gotta be better than that. So I don't know, I'm probably retaking this class or, you know, and, you know, or just going on, like, I don't know, there's gotta be some website there where like people have cliff notes to exams nowadays. It's like. 2023, right? There's like chat bots that write essays for you now. So maybe I just use one of those next time instead of going off of my own prognostication. So, so I think we got our first F, right? I think this is the first F. Yeah. Ray, I like how you said like, Oh, this is like a, this is like a fun pick. This is fun for the guy that took your advice and like is watching the playoffs, like now sitting at home, not fun for him. I don't know, I mean, it's, it's a guard though. The alternative was probably like, I don't know, Damian Lewis or something. I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's not like there's much there. Cupboard's pretty bare over there. See, I'm happy I didn't do this exercise, but you guys know my style. I would have just said, like, Chris Lindstrom, and you guys would have given me crap because I picked, like, just the best guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking here, uh, Ray. This was bad. Yeah. Bobby, what were you thinking when you picked uh, Connor McGovern here at center? All right. Keep in mind, centers are tough, just like tight ends are tough and linebackers are tough. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of centers. So I went Connor McGovern. I knew he was going to have Chicago, which is a pretty favorable matchup. And he came through 84.4 against Chicago. He kicked ass. Okay. I said that two of his next three matchups would be, you know, startable games. And I was not including Minnesota. But if you did start him against Minnesota, put up a near 70 grade, a 67.3. Not a favorable matchup. That's a pretty damn good game. That's solid. And then he goes to Buffalo. He said if the Jets can establish the run against Buffalo, that he'd probably grade well. The Jets rushed for like 76 yards, something like that. Didn't really establish the run, but he did still put up a respectable 66.6 grade. Again, predicting for just those three weeks, I think he did a pretty damn good job of, of getting you into the playoffs. In the playoffs, he failed you. Hopefully you cut him after, after week 14. So because you were only grading or you were only predicting those first three weeks, this is a B plus, A minus. I mean, for like like you said, center's hard. It's not deep. There's only 32 starting centers. 
that's pretty good, right? You got above average grades in all three games and one kind of elite grade. Um, if I was grading this on the whole thing, or if you did carry him into uh, the playoffs, that is brutal. Again, you probably lost. Uh, and then let's move to defensive interior. Who made this pick? Ray? Alina yeah, this Kip- is this Neil? is me. And uh, so I'm just gonna say it sounds like that last prediction there. It's like okay, you you got the degree right, like you memorized the answers to the test, but you were not prepared for like the job you got out of college, and now your employer's mad at you because you were not performing well in the playoffs. So. Um, there's that we, every, every sports show needs like that guy that just like says like weird, random things, trying to relate things. And that's, that's you. Sure. Sure. Um, it makes perfect sense to me. So I'm just going to keep going with it. Uh, Ali McNeil. So as we go through this exercise again, I'm sort of reliving the fact that I had like all the tough decisions it feels like in this exercise, but Ali McNeil, I also said was a heat check. I'm pretty sure. Right. In stating that. I was a believer in him in the pre-draft process. He was playing very poorly. He crushed the Giants, and I still didn't fully trust him, but I was just going to do a heat check. Maybe he turned the corner. Maybe he broke out. Had the the Bills, the Jaguars, the the Vikings, and the Jets the next four weeks, uh, which were kind of sneaky favorable. Their interior lines weren't grading that highly uh, overall, despite the fact that the um, you know when looking at the Bills and, and Vikings in particular, they were solid teams overall. Um, and and then you know as I mentioned earlier, Jacksonville was kind of the silent killer there, and just sort of just playing above there above water there more than anyone expected to for the last month of the season. Um, but still had a respectable. I'm going to say you know borderline, right? Like borderline passing 65.6, 65.9 against the Bills and the Jaguars there. Uh, he pretty much choked against uh, the Minnesota Vikings with a 53.7 grade, very poorly overall, just a balanced offense. And, you know, they do a lot of that, uh, that zone running scheme that is, that is advantageous for interior linemen and running backs. And they just, they just ate him up that game. Um, and then, Right in typical Aleem McNeil fashion, right? Just when you've had enough of him and you bench him, he goes ahead and puts a 78.6 against the Jets. Really good uh, game, crushes it. Um, uh, actually, against Chicago, with uh, yeah, it crushes it against the Jets. And then the next week against Chicago has a 76.6 grade in championship weekend. So basically, he played just well enough for you to start him for all of his bad games. Then you got fed up with him benched him then he crushed it again and if you had the stones to start him championship weekend was probably a great value add for your lineup but i feel like nobody actually did that so now everyone's going to be high on him in the offseason like oh maybe he turned a corner young player and then he's just going to start next season off like super slowly again just to get everybody fed up with him before he crushes it on everybody's bench So you made the example of like you're a teacher or you get graded in school, whatever, and what's passing, what's failing. You, you like, this is right. It's like you passed, you're going to take the test home and your parents are still going to like potentially give you like a slap because you're not doing well, but like you just passed. So what is that? A C is it like a C minus is passing. I don't know. In it, it, like in our school, it was like, you had to get a B, but like, I think normal schools is like C. Is he going to B to pass? That's absurd. Going C minus. Um, and if you remember, Ray, after you made this pick, I said, don't listen to anything that guy just said. I said, that's the wrong pick for defensive interior. And then we moved on. I like to think I was right. 
If you, if you listen to me on Championship Weekend, you probably have a trophy right now, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, one of our company mottos is you don't provide, like, don't point out a flaw if you're not going to propose a solution. Bobby, you pointed out a flaw. Did you at least yeah. provide a solution? What no, I pointed out the flaw, and I pointed out why it was a flaw, <laughs> um, which is like, eh, you know? Yeah. Ray was basing all of this on how Aliyah McNeil played against the Giants, who were cycling through interior offensive line. Like, it was like their worst five starting offensive line they've had all season. And Ray thinks Aliyah McNeil's like, you know, the next Aaron Donald all of a sudden, so... Right. Well, that's not all of a sudden. Yeah. I said that like I'm gonna. I, I will stick true to my my eval and said pre-draft. That dude's a stud. He has not been a stud. He was a thud for your for you in your championship weekend though. So yeah. take that for what it is. I think, we yeah, I, think just, I think he's just a rookie. But yeah, let's move on and let's talk about Frank Clark, Bobby. That was your pick. And again, if we're be- th- this one, this one, I don't want to hear your little. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna let you run with it, and then I'll no, talk about weird. That's yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I even said it was a dice roll when I made the pick. So let me just preface it with that. And uh, it's a dice roll that didn't really pay off at a really valuable position at edge. Um, 73.3 against the Rams, which you kind of expect better when you're going up against that offensive line. Um, 63.8 against the Bengals, which like another like kind of average offensive line. And then a 39.6 against Denver. I don't know what the hell happened, but that's that's pretty pathetic. Um, but those three weeks did not help you get into the playoffs very much. So I'm going to take the L on did, this one. And if you did get into the playoffs and kind of like we were saying before, it's like yeah. if you had the cojones to start this guy, he killed it in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of the opposite. He it's kind of the opposite. Right. It's the opposite. So, Bobby, you get an F. This is the second F. But oh, if you had started him yeah. in the playoffs, like, hey, it worked out. You got a 73.3 in week 12, but okay. It's if you, you got a 39. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. At edge, at a and, high value position. And you know what's funny? If we did a podcast between week 13 and 14, I would have doubled down and been like, yeah, start him against Denver. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if you average it out, right, it's like a 73, 63. If week 14 was like a 53, I might be like, all right, you get the C minus like Ray got. With a thirty-nine, it's like no, you, you get the F. That, that's a weak loser grade right there. That that that's one that really brings down your your team, given how much edge is worth. Yeah, I apologize to anybody who listened to me. I'm sorry. Don't it, apologize. I will never apologize. Whoa. Okay, you should <laughs> because you picked Patrick Queen and. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, raise Patrick overall grades Queen. like a C minus. So like, I don't even want to hear you. Oh, I'm not going to apologize. Listen. They get that, that gets degrees. Anyways, Patrick Queen, right? Uh, looking at his next three opponents at that time was was Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, right? And as we always say, linebacker crapshoot overall, right? So linebackers always are graded on a curve because a sixty eight point three, like he got in week thirteen against uh, Denver, is probably like the twelfth highest grade of any linebacker for the week, right? I mean. And it's just a very hard position to grade highly and especially consistently overall, right? So he started off week 12 with a 49.3 against the Jaguars. Again, silent killers. Nobody saw that coming, right? They hadn't shown that to that point. But Jacksonville has just played very well the last month of the season. So all I'm going to do is tip my cap to them. Again, 68.3 against Denver in that anemic offense. 
given how poor that offense is, I would have liked to have seen a better grade and performance over, overall there for Patrick Queen. But 68.3 just in the broader landscape of linebackers is pretty darn good. That's almost a 70. And for linebackers, it feels like for the most part, you just don't want to start someone who will lose you the week because that position is just so hard to grade well. And you just want to avoid those 50s and 40s, which are way more common at that spot than any other in your lineup. And then against the Steelers, 89.4, absolutely crushed it. So I think overall this this shows that, you know, linebacker is still a crapshoot, right? Unless you have Micah Parsons or maybe Fred Warner or something and maybe one or two other guys, and that's about it. So it is still a bit of a crapshoot, but I think overall he still comes out on the better end of that, uh, you know, line of demarcation, if you will. I think you should have known not to start him against Jacksonville. And I- and you make the point that, like, oh, if it's not a 50 or a 40 for a linebacker, it's pretty good. And, like, I kind of agree with that a little bit. But that 49.3 grade against Jacksonville, pretty pretty ugly. But 68.3, 89.4 in those, those following weeks, I don't know, Ray. I'll go B. That's not bad. I think that's fair. I think I, what I said, like, I would be contradicting myself if I gave him a B because I said to you, like, you get something in the 30s, like, you get an F. I'm like – you got position, 49. Position. Yeah. 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 And the 49 is better, but like, I still think maybe like B minus C plus it's kind of, if, because if you got the fifth, if you got the 49.3 grid and you lost that game because of something like that, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's not about how you start. It's how you finish. Mm. 89.4. Okay. Like the final is always worth more than the gonna, first test. I'm giving you a C plus. And we're moving to corner, which was Bobby's pick, I think, here. And then you picked Kendall Fuller. Yeah, I, I kind of nailed well. this one, guys. I'm not going to lie. Kind of nailed it. Okay. So week 12 against Atlanta, 79.5 grade. Week 13 against the Giants, 78.1 grade. And then you guys are going to ding me for that bye week, I know. But that's pretty good grades for your for your corner. And then carried it into the first round of the playoffs – with an, uh, a 67.7 against the Giants. So not horrible. Um, and this is a guy you can probably keep for a while if, if he was out there floating around. I don't know, guys. I think uh, I think I got to take a win on this one. I would have given it to me or not. would have given you an A had you not had a bye week. And I, I'm going to ding you a grade. So like a B, you got a B. I think that's probably fair. Plus, plus. No, corners I, yeah, are tough, guys. Just corners are really tough. Yeah, corners are tough. I would have given you, B, I would have given you B if, and I know it's like extending it into the playoffs a little bit, but like, I going against the Giants receivers who have like, yeah, they performed a little bit better than people anticipated, but you like I mean, literally I mean, a little bit better than a sixty-seven. You know, you you didn't hand in the assignment for week fourteen. You know what I mean? Like you like literally forgot to write the paper that week. I can't give you a B plus. Like you get a B. You know. That's what the teacher would say. And who, who had safety? Because I don't see a safety here, guys. Yeah. So uh, safety, uh, I actually had safety, and it's not here because I had actually selected DeMar Hamlin as my safety. Um, so oh, wow. no need to go over the, the performance there or anything like that. Just, again, sort of to wrap up the position-by-position position exercise here, just, again, wishing him the best. Got some positive news, um, you know, earlier today as, as we sort of touched on at the start of this whole thing. And I uh, just hope it continues to trend uh, in that direction as, as we're all thinking of him. So I think it's, I think it's actually pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't realize you picked him, but uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Just kind of shows like the kind of player we thought he was right. Um, Ray, you thought he was, 
you know, obviously he's extremely talented and we hope he's back on the field at some point in the future. Bobby, I want to give you, I did this for Ray another time, but I know you were the guy that was really pushing this new feature that we're going to be releasing soon. So I want to give you the opportunity to uh, announce it to everyone. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain here. We've been working on a mock draft tool um, for the past few months here. So starting in, oh, I don't know if I want to put a date on this, guys. That's, that's a little <laughs> bit of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> starting in, not going to give you guys a date. Uh, we're going to be releasing a mock draft tool so you guys can play around for a team that maybe you want to start next year. Um, anybody who's, you know, maybe didn't play this year and is curious to see how they would draft and how their, what their team would look like going into next year. Now, this is your tool to kind of test that out and see, see how you do, see how your team would look. Or if you're just somebody who just loves to draft like us, a little, a little crazy, um, we're going to make sure this tool is a lot of fun. So that's something I'm really excited to start rolling out. So look, uh, be on the lookout for updates again not going to give you guys a date. I've heard people be like, you know, 53 rounds is long. You know, it's a little intimidating. I've done one of these mock drafts every single day since we've like had it ready to test. It is so much fun. I am so excited for everybody to get to use this. So um, happy you pushed that one, Bobby. Yeah. yeah fun no. to, that's a nice way of calling it semi-addicting, but yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> sit on the couch, yeah, do another mock draft, see how I end up. Yeah, yep. someone's going to lose their job because of this, for sure. <laughs> And we, we, we have a lot of other things like that that we're going to be releasing, you know, as the offseason continues. Um, don't want to talk about too much all in one shot, right? Got to keep you coming in here and listening. Um, so just, you know, keep tuning in, obviously, uh, so that you can hear more. And if you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at all22 underscore PFF. And leave a review for our podcast wherever you listen, whether YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, whatever it is. Um, and thank you again so much for tuning in. And everybody, great season. Uh, congrats to the champions. Uh, you, earned, you earned our respect. Have a good night.